Alright, everybody, this is Omar Lyles from Agape Love Network. We are a magazine for singles and couples that share stories about matters of life, relationships, and singleness. And tonight we're going to be talking about how does television influence a person's love life, especially when it comes down to movies and music all right so we have some brilliant brothers that we have on here uh pretty much uh past couple of weeks and throughout the year or so uh we've been having these guy conversations and so uh it's guy talk tonight uh every first wednesday of the month and every fourth wednesday of the month we have woman talk so actually before we actually get into our topic of discussion today Want the brothers again to introduce themselves, starting from the top, starting with our next person. I guess that'll be me. Good evening, brothers. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is A.B. Bracewell, author, therapist, um, father, man of God. Thanks for having me again. What's going on, everybody? My name is Pastor Gregory Devon. Out of Durham, North Carolina. I am a pastor and I'm also the host of the Sanctuary Podcast on Envision Radio. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jared Bogarty and I am a uh, podcaster as well. Uh, YouTube show is called Lost in Translation, where we talk about relationships and how we, how we get through each other. And also a moderator for several other YouTube channels as well, and also an admin for Single Safe with No Kids. Good evening, everybody. My name is Elder Gabe Abram. I am out of Dallas, Texas. It's so good to be able to uh, be here with all of you this evening. Uh, I am an elder in the church. I love God, work a day job just like everybody else. And I also um, am the founder of Plugged In Ministries, where we do biblical exhortation around the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. All right, uh, since we have the introduction, <laughs> we got a little quiet up in here. So uh, today we're gonna be talking about um, uh, how and pretty much why um, uh, television influence people who are uh, single, those who are married and doesn't uh, have an impact on the life of an individual. And so uh, when it came down to the subject, this subject has been known uh, for a long time. Uh, so when it came down to this topic, what did you have in mind? Just anybody just throw it out. When I first heard the topic, my thing was in today's society, you see across the board how there are a lot of um, dating relationship shows uh, and did not just stem today. It gradually has built up to where our whole um concept of relationships now almost comes directly from television the media i think that it's probably started with things like uh flavor of love and then the bachelor and the bachelorette and it gradually has gotten to where every major network has several of these dating shows which really kind of shape the way in which we view relationships you know some good some bad 
But um, my thing is for anyone to say that they haven't had some thought in regard to relationships, love, marriage, dating, whatever, that has been impacted by the media, they will be telling a lie. All of us have been impacted by it in some way or fashion. And we've all had to uh, to think about, you know, what is right, what is wrong, and watch um, how we allow something that should not shape our mind frame, um, watch how it sometimes does. Because if we're not careful, we can be influenced by anything at any time. Yeah, um, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, uh, Pastor Greg, when you were talking about how society really has shaped a lot of our views. Um, I think it's important. Um, and one thing that I got uh, when I was when I was thinking about this was, um, you know, really just looking at um, just modern day culture, you know, even like after the reality dating shows, like what has happened as far as the expectations um, that people have in dating relationships uh, between men and women. Um, and in my personal opinion, I do believe that these expectations have actually created an even greater divide um, between, you know, uh, men and women, for example, you know, not to really uh, create a spoiler or anything like that, but, you know, uh, a $50 date, you know, 10 years ago is now the expectations like $150, uh, depending on what region of the U.S. you live in. And, um, you know, really, if it, it, it comes down to dating has really, really uh, been like that because of the perceptions of people and how they've been warped to instead of dating for uh, a love and instead of trying to find love, simply trying to find the best provider and the most resources. One of the things that um that came to my mind was the the background of how we got here. Um, most people like to say it started, you know, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, that type of thing. I think it kind of goes back farther than that. I think it has its roots. Media has its roots in uh, uh, influencing homes and relationships as far back as the beginning of radio. And people used to have radio shows. And then from there, they would have marketing and advertising and they would actually advertise to target audiences that's when marketing was was at its at its king and what they did was they actually started in newspapers print media radio and then the advent of television uh, really ramped up uh the marketing aspect and then once uh the marketing uh geniuses discovered that a picture is worth a thousand words and a moving picture is worth must be worth a million so what they decided to do was they wanted to leverage um, the marketing aspect to make sure they extract as much money out of the family household as possible. And then from there, it led to more insidious uh, of motives uh, with the introduction of feminism, that type of thing, and marketing directly to women subversively, where they didn't know that they were actually being targeted, that type of thing, with certain ads and things of that nature, saying, yes, girl, you can have it all, that type of thing. So what happens is it actually sets a false expectation of relationships through advertising. And I think the advertising is the the the, the hundred pound gorilla in the room that we seem to overlook sometimes because of what we see on the screen. We just enter into alpha brain waves or beta brain waves and we start watching TV and all of a sudden we're getting marketed to. And indirectly uh, through cartoons, through music, through radio, those type of things kind of seep its way into society. And over time, it normalizes behavior 
uh, that mm-hmm. we back in the day would would consider uh, not optimal for relationships. So when I thought about the subject, it was more of a uh, a marketing type of thing. And how do we get here? And how do we solve that particular problem? Or how do we make ourselves aware of when when we're being manipulated or, or things of that nature or being advertised to? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question: Why do you think that they were advertising like to women, and why were women uh, the target? Well, I will tell you this: um, most studies show that most women have the majority of the buying power in right. the homes. We know that women actually have a greater influence over the household because they make the majority of the purchasing uh, decisions right. in the household. So, if they were able to you know, market to women, then they would be able to extract more money from the household with her influence of her husband. You know, she can instantaneously have a headache if she doesn't get her her brand new fur coat or 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 the, the car that she was eyeballing that Jones has had next door. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So it would kind of force the gentleman to, you know, to, to produce more and to mm-hmm. be a better man. You know, if, if she would say things like, well, Mr. Jones, he must really love his wife because he bought her a brand new Mercedes mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And in the back of his mind, yep. he's thinking, I'm not a real man mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I don't buy my wife the same exact Mercedes. And then mm-hmm. so that's how the rat race began. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then once advertisers caught on to that, that was like, well, you know what? If we can do that here, we can do with everything. We can go from cars to dishwashing liquid to to fur coats to vacations to to honeymoons to all kind of stuff you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh marketing really has played its hand in the way that we see relationships being formed and hollywood has had their hand because they're influenced as well by advertising with product placement and things of that nature subliminal messages that they put inside mm-hmm. movies and radio and music that type of thing with catchy tunes you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know like Carter b said i don't cook i don't clean but let me tell you how i got this ring you know what i mean that type of thing so it's women that's just bumping around yeah i like that mm-hmm. kind of tune and they go back yeah. and they take that back to the their relationships and then it falls apart you know mm-hmm. what i mean so we have to make sure that we set realistic expectations for mm-hmm. our relationships and, and i and think you know, marketing has had his hand in it and, and you know what being that marketing has his hand hand in it right uh, and, and based upon you know me looking into this is that um i would say i would say like the, the ring the engagement rings are really about a hundred and something years old correct prior to that Yes. Prior to that, there were no engagement rings. Right. The old corporations like uh, uh, like Macy's and, and yes. yeah, and those companies had started marketing it toward women. And I right. said, right. "Man, you mean to tell me that diamond rings weren't even around?" <laughs> so no, they weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wasn't around. Yep. And so uh, the, the the point of it is that the whole scenario about giving a per, uh, giving a woman a diamond ring wasn't there from the beginning it was really a marketing tool to get them hooked on to that the guy have to give them a a uh, a diamond ring in order to accept them now there may be some other alternative that may may have done years before that <laughs> but the marketing has really really been such an achievement that they have grasped mm-hmm. certain people to think a certain way. Right. Well, you think about it like this also, man, that from a standpoint of if if everybody wants something, 
then that becomes the easiest thing to market. Everybody wants love. So love is the easiest thing to market. This is why you have so many television shows, so many things in, in print media that are, that are about love. You have so many um, opinions that don't even make sense, but because they are about love, they will be listened to. But you have so much heartache, so much heartbreak that if someone views something as a potential solution, they'll go for it whether it makes sense or not. You know, you know how our, how we, how our brains and our thoughts are shaped around love, around marriage, even in the church. We sometimes go for what uh, society says over what the Bible says. Because why? Because we think that they are having more success when the reality is, how are you measuring success? Now, if you're measuring success, meaning they're having more dates, then yeah, they are having more success. But in terms of quality relationships, you know, that there's nothing that you see uh, in these reality television shows that can compete for love that gives you a sense of what love is. And like the, the, the title of this show asks about how it has shaped the perception of love. Well, we view love now as something I must compete for. You know, we, if, if it's one woman, it needs to be several men competing for this one woman. Or if it's one man, it needs to be several women competing for this one man. So now we have lost sight of looking at people for who they are. We basically are saying, well, who, who presents the most compelling argument? Or who presents the most uh, the best presentation? When a presentation may not be who you are, if it's a bunch of us competing for the same thing. This is why you have, even as individuals, we treat our personal lives like that. Because we say, you know what? I want to be single. I'm going to date a million people. And whoever proves to be the best, that's who I go with. When that might make sense on some level. But when you think about it, when you open yourself up to a whole bunch of different people, then you're going to have a whole lot of intimate experiences. I don't even just mean sex. I just mean intimate experiences, meaning that I'm going to have uh, inappropriate conversations with people who cannot handle what I'm laying on them. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's be all the way 100. Some of these situations are going to involve sex because everyone is not at a point to where sex is off the table, saved or not. That's just the truth of the matter. So when you think about all of these things that we're opening ourselves up to, all the ways that we're marketed to, all the ways that we're taught that love must be competed for, love must be earned, when the reality is love has to be accepted but then freely given also. That's how God designed love. God never designed love to be competed for. But now we make folk compete for our love. And that's one of the main things that has ruined relationships and dating. Yeah. I mean, competing for If I can add on to what um, Gregory is saying about the competition, um, one thing that you also notice with these shows is it's not only competition, but they highlight the most negative parts of these relationships. 
They highlight the drama, the arguments, the fussing and the fighting. And the way it influenced us by watching this is that people have this experience, this vicarious trauma. Um, they watch these things and they automatically put themselves in the shoes of those individuals. So if you have a, uh, a man on the show that's abusive or, or detached, um, a young lady will see that and, you know, she will generalize that. Yeah, that's how all men are. Um, so they experience these shows, but they, they also personalize it and internalize it. And it affects the way we look at each other um, when it comes to the relationships, because most of these shows, at least the more entertaining parts are, are usually negative. You rarely will see a show where they're celebrating marriages or celebrating uh, a healthy relationship or healthy love. Um, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of conflict. Um, and that's what gets most of the ratings. You know, there used to be a time where television was uh, mainly for entertainment or maybe even educational purposes. But um, it has come to the point where where these programs and television shows actually break up relationships. Um, there was a time where family would sit around the television and bond around a TV show. But now, kind of like what the brother's saying, you'll watch a TV show and start to compare your relationship to what you're seeing on TV or what you're seeing on social media, and you start having these expectations in your mate and and you know, it develops some unhappiness or jealousy or envy because your relationship or your life doesn't look like what they're showing on the TV screen or on Instagram or whatever um, you might be uh, viewing. So, you know, it, it there's, there's some positive, but I, I see more damage than um, good when it comes to uh, television and in relationships. Yeah, it, it is a lot of damage. Um, uh, we've recently seen the recent divorces actually it's been more than one in, in the media uh we see uh what the T tia uh maori yeah 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 she, she just pretty much uh had a divorce with her husband and then three or four more other celebrities had divorces and i just seen a post recently um about those marriages and they were saying that is it is marriage really is is marriage really a thing? You know, like should any should 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 people get married if people are actually divorcing because they see so much of it on television and so much of it going on in Hollywood. So why get married in the first place? And because of that, people have this perception that getting married is a waste of time. Um, if your mindset and your priorities in the right place, marriage is actually a beautiful thing. But because that's being planted in your thought process, there are people who are saying, I don't want to get married because I see so many people getting divorced. I see so much abuse going on and so many people breaking up. They feel like they have no hope. So why get married in the first place? And not only that, these talk shows have literally become like a substitute for people's therapy, you know, without going to actual therapy, right. <laughs> without going to actual counseling. Uh, you'll see like a Dr. Phil giving, spewing out his particular views, even though he supposedly had been practicing as a psychologist. Or you may see someone else get some pointers on television, or you'll even watch 
a, a episode from a sitcom or you watch a movie and they're doing something on TV and the person could be sitting with this spouse on the couch and then he looks at her and then she looks at him. Why can't you do that for me? <laughs> because they're watching the TV and they want the same thing, you know? And that right there becomes a real problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this too. Um, not only does it become a real uh, problem, but it also sparks the never ending will of what is called um, hypergamy. Um, and hypergamy in society, basically what that is, is where somebody, either male or female, they're always shopping around looking for the best deal. Um, because they think that just because I have something good at home, maybe that there's something better uh, that's out there. I mean, when we look at these reality shows, um, a lot of times they highlight the negative because just like uh, just like, uh, you know, what was being said um, earlier, you know, it's, it's society is very toxic. Um, you know, society is toxic. Um, everybody is every, people. All people are not toxic. But when you think about. Um, the toxicity that we uh, live in um, in this society, you, you have to think that, well, this has also warped people's minds because you you can have a, a perfectly healthy situation um, at home that you're dealing with in real life. But because there's no yelling and screaming and cussing and, you know, throwing plates and stuff, you think, oh, well, this is boring or, oh, well, this is something that, you know, I don't want to do. And, you know, it, the, everybody um, has um, at some point uh, been in some type of relationship or situation that was like that, um, you know, but usually toxicity drains you. And I think that, you know, people um, like that um, to an extent um, because they, number one, because they have not been exposed to anything new. And number two, um, if they have been exposed to something new and they choose to stay there, it's because it brings them attention because they're not healed. You think about it like this, brothers. The Bible says that people perish for a lack of knowledge. The reason that we are so shaped by social media and by these shows about dating is because why? Because we're ignorant. And that is the truth. We are very ignorant sometimes as to what it takes to sustain, first of all, ourselves with me, myself, and I. Many of us are self-destructing in that relationship, first of all, with me, myself, and I. So when you cannot relate to yourself, when you're not at peace with yourself, now I need something else or someone else to shape how I feel, shape how I think, shape what I know, because we are lazy. We, we live in this Google society where we think that everything's at our fingertips. You cannot Google everything because if you Google everything, you'll find yourself reading things that, that, that don't make sense, that are not true or that don't apply to you. And see, we do not want to get off of Facebook and put our face in a book and actually read. And not just the Bible, but, but read about relationships, read about communication, read about love, read about, you know, uh, partnership, read uh, about oneness, read about marriage. You know, a lot of us, even inside of the church, we, we only say what we hear in the church not realizing that sometimes what you're hearing is not correct. And you have not found yourself outside of church reading for yourself, studying for yourself to know what is true, what is not true, or what applies to me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We, we, we move how these shows tell us to move. They're very what? Emotional. 
They are emotion. They are emotion-driven shows, and we are an emotional-driven society. Everything mm -hmm. that we do in our personal lives, our professional lives, is what emotion-driven. You know that's why things don't last. We sometimes pick careers, pick jobs based upon what our emotions, how you feel. Only to only to find out how you feel today, feel different tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So what what really not simply inspires you, but what makes you get up at the in the morning? What what truly uh, is in your spirit to do or your spirit to be? Like if you if you're in a relationship, if you're in a friendship, if you're single and want to date, what's in your spirit to do? H how do you treat the everyday common man? It, it's not simply about how you interact in a relationship. How do you interact with, with everyday people that you do not have an interest in? How do you treat the waiter at, at the uh, restaurant? How do you treat your coworkers? How do you treat your family? How do you talk to your parents? You know what I'm saying? My thing is, a lot of us have some deeply rooted things that are really dictating how we move in relationships. It ain't just reality TV. Sometimes it's uh, childhood trauma in the home that you haven't gotten over. So that along with the toxic information that you receive from these shows is a train wreck waiting to happen. But many of us are, are, so, are so arrogant to believe that we can never be wrong or that we can never um, error or, or make a mistake. And we don't realize it doesn't matter who you are. All of us have more to learn, no matter what, no matter how old you are, no matter who you are, no matter what position you hold, all of us have some more learning to do, but we all think that we have it together. So it becomes very hard sometimes inside of relationships for us to even relate to one another because not only can we not get past our own traumas or our own misinformation, but guess what? Now you have to encounter somebody else's. So what happens now when, when he's toxic and she's toxic or when he's ignorant and she's ignorant? We both are misinformed and, and we're coming together in an attempt to build something, but one or both of us does not know what it is we're trying to build because everything that we believe, that we think, that we do has been shaped by something else. And therefore what we're doing becomes now disingenuous because I don't even know why I'm doing it. Or I don't know why I am this way. I don't know why I come across this way. I don't know why I feel this way. And so many people approach relationships and even marriage and they don't understand themselves. They don't understand relationships. They don't understand that love is not something that you do hard. You got to do it correctly. And if you don't know how to do it correctly, then it's going to be up to your detriment and that person's. But again, instead of us, even as Christian singles, going to the word of God, 
you know, even listening to sermons or, or doing our own self-study with other biblical-based books where, where our opinion is shaping how we move. And, and we all think that our opinion is correct when we all have an opinion and opinions mean nothing if you cannot if you cannot point a perspective that is based in something that we all know to be true it's no use in speaking or it's no use in even engaging in that thing because what you're doing is solely based on what you think and not on what you know and we, and we continue to move in our opinion that is what breaks hearts that is what causes people to, to be further broken because again a lot of people cannot see past the pain of their past so every new relationship they move the same way and they never inspect themselves they always look at the other person because if I, all, if, I can hop, if I can hop in because I want to jump ahead. in with what you're saying about, ahead, uh, about the ignorance um that people carry around you know yeah. I, I believe most of the times it's that ignorance that feeds our fears um yeah kind of what what Omar was talking about how individuals will see these divorces the Definitely. Tia or the Tom Brady you know all these things and see these yep. divorces and they automatically and they they hear the statistics 50 mm percent -hmm. of marriages end in divorce and they automatically assign that selves to, that to themselves um and i always believe that that 50 percent of marriages probably end divorces divorce because 50 percent of the people are not doing marriage correctly exactly i think if, yeah. if you do marriage correctly you have a hundred percent chance of your marriage being successful exactly there's nothing wrong with the institution of marriage there's right. something wrong with us that get married and we're not ready and we don't educate ourselves yep. like pastor was saying we don't read or you know we don't speak to other individuals or we don't follow people that that can model healthy marriages and relationships for us so yes it's only natural that those marriages will lead to divorce because you're not doing doing it correctly you know what to piggyback off of what ab said uh earlier he says that they people see things on tv and what happens is what we do is we have a slow degradation of morals or degradation of morality over time. And people are just talking about, well, that's just how society is. And what we do is we normalize dysfunction. And then we point to that dysfunction as proof of how it should be when it should not be that way. There's a reason why dysfunction sells on TV because it's not normal. And that's the reason why people tune in to see it, because in their real lives, that really doesn't happen until they try to introduce what they've learned on TV into, you know, into their real lives. And then it starts to fall apart. What people don't realize is that most of the time these people are actors. You know what I mean? These reality shows have scripts and they try to fit everything, the whole idea into a 30 minute show or an hour show or however it is. Or if it's a series, they try to, you know, spread it out and try to, you know, spread the story out and they try to put advertisements in between that. So those shows are developed in such a way to have a whole situation resolve itself within a neat package. We all both know, we all know that that never actually happens in real life. There's been several times where people have said, well, we're not going to bed angry. Um, we're not going to let the sun set 
on on our on our on our argument. You know what I mean? That thing stretches out overnight, sometimes a couple of days later on, and it's not wrapped up in in that deep bowl. And right. people don't understand that particular aspect of of, of, of advertising, TV, and relationships is is designed to be that way to resolve itself in that time frame. Right. So when you try to use that, you know, in reality, it just does not work. So right. my thing is this: we should not look to TV, social media, that type of thing, to get our social cues on how we should act and should we how we should be it should actually be go back to the bible and there's a reason why you have mentors in the church there's a reason why you have elders and you have grandparents and things of that nature to guide you to tell you to do certain things i mean, my grandmother used to say you have to do things decent and in order and i've actually carried that out throughout my life and say hey if it's not decent and if it's not in order it's not going to serve me well wow. and it's not going to take you off the path you know, the, the Bible says straight narrow is the path. You know what I mean? And what the world teaches you is that you can go everywhere. You can do whatever it is you want to do. But if you try to do that, I'm telling you, it's not going to work right. Because that chasing after something that does not belong to you does not end well. So we don't teach people hard work. We don't teach people how to earn people's trust. We don't teach people, like Greg said, we don't teach people how to how to love each other. And what happens is we try to shortcut it and we try to, well, if this person don't give me what I want to go, I'm going to go to this person. And then you short circuit the developing of a relationship and you treat people as if they're disposable. Well, guess what? That next person is going to treat the other next person disposable. And then it, and it continues on. And then that, that routine becomes social proof for what these people see on TV. And it's an endless cycle until we actually learn and get knowledge about ourselves. We're going to continue to do the same thing over and over. We got to stop having gen gender-based conversations too. You know, yeah. you know, good men are hard to find. But I've never heard a good woman hard to find. The, the, the reality is neither one of those statements is true. You know, let, let, let's be honest. A man can find a man. A woman can find a woman. That ain't never been the problem. The problem is being able to be successful together. And that is the conversation that we never have. You know, even for those like everybody, everybody on this panel and everybody watching has been heartbroken at least one time in their life. So heart, so heartbreak, heartache is the common denominator among everybody. But you know what happens to people who've experienced heartbreak repeatedly? Is that they never examine what part does you play in the story? It takes an adult to do that. No only, only men and women, right, can be accountable, you know what I'm saying, to their decision to be in said relationship. And the reality is oftentimes, men and women, we choose sometimes the same kind of people repeatedly and then get upset when the outcome is the same or we don't realize as a man i impact every relationship every friendship every partnership i enter a certain kind of way because i'm in it right but we don't realize that what is the impact that we have on the relationship, on the marriage. And, and we can't do that because all of us assume if I have been heartbroken, then, then the new person owes it to me to show me something different. No, they don't. 
They don't. All a person owes you is to show you who they are. That's what they owe you. It's to be who they are, and then you make a decision. Is that for you, or is that not for you? Because you choose where they fall in your life. But many of us think that our heartbreak qualifies us to be in a serene relationship. It does not. Because oftentimes, the more hurt that we get, the more bitter we become. We never realized, due to that bitterness, male or female, it hinders you in the next relationship because you don't do what you need to do as a woman, as a man, to be successful in that relationship. It doesn't really matter what happened in anybody's past. It doesn't. because, And that's, this is why we do ourselves disservice sometimes by trying to ask our potential significant others or the present one all about their past relationships. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what you two are trying to build together, where you're going, and what you're trying to accomplish. But again, we don't know how to keep the main thing the main thing. Because why? Because we are shaped by so many falsehoods we, we have on well, so, uh, relationship goals that are based on these social media expectations. And one of the biggest reasons, I'm going to end right here, one of the biggest reasons for divorce and failed relationships are unmet, unrealistic expectations that we set because we think somebody owes it to us to be a certain way you owe it to me to earn my love no i don't no I, if you're not going to give your love then don't be in a relationship man or woman give it freely and let that person accept it and vice versa give it freely let the person accept it can i can i ask a question to, to the panel real quick omar if you don't mind Oh, yeah. I'm just curious, have any of the brothers on the panel been in a relationship or a dating situation where TV or social media influenced or impacted the relationship? Whether it impacted the way you interacted, um, their expectations, or the perception of, of you or what the relationship was? Have y'all had any personal experience with that? Mm, yeah, uh, I would say, you know, just long story short, um, in my sit in a situation that I was in, um, you know, I the, the young lady that I was dating at the time, um, you know, she had saw a lot of her friends on social media posting like these bags. Uh, I, I don't know the names. I'm not big of persons like Burberry or whatever. Um, and what she would do is um, she would try to pressure me to go out and get the bag for her. Um, number one, I'm not doing that. Um, I, I will not ever in my life do that. Um, and number two, I it was it it almost became like a uh, a game of cat and mouse. You know, like it became a game of comparison, like keeping up with the Joneses. And I don't mean to pick on ladies when I say this, but a lot of times ladies will expect you to keep up with the Joneses for her benefit without regarding your finances. She'll jack your finances up just so that she can look good for in front of other people. Um, you know, and, and for me, it, it got to a point where, um, you know, I was just tired. I mean, I didn't buy no bags. I didn't, like I said, I don't do all that. 
Um, but I was, I had had the mentality of, you know, if me getting to know you at this stage in a relationship is not enough for you, then I, I really don't need you around. You can be replaced. Uh, yeah, you know what I, I can say for me, uh, I, I have uh, pretty much dated uh, someone like that or even talked to someone like that before uh, in the past. Um, so it, it wasn't necessarily just social media, but on a more of a, 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 a in the real world where you'll see someone else have something and then they'll look and say, oh, wow. Robert got this for his wife or such and such got this for uh, his girlfriend, you know, and uh, why don't you get this? You know, that kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and then it sort of rubs off on you to where, and then you, you sort of have this sort of a guilt in a way because you want to offer, you want, you want the best for the one that you're going out with or the one that you're dating or something of that nature. But then again, if it's something as prized that's way out of your range financially and you can't give it to her, then that puts you in the space to where you feel a little bit guilt, like, like, man, I really want to give this to her, but I really can't. And now all that pressure comes on you because as a man, you want to give the best for whoever that you're going out with, you know? So it, it, it makes you feel a little, just a little small in kind of a way. And a lot of times if she can't get what she wants, then she'll start looking at someone else, you know, that can that'll be able to provide for her in that specific area. And that's why I believe a lot of times a lot of women like to date up, you know, and, and I, I use that word because a lot of them feel like they like to date up uh, according to their uh, their social status, because, you know, you got a lot of women with degrees now. They got their master's degree. Um, you know, the independent, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but not everybody has the kind of mindset where they feel like, you know, they have to marry a certain person or be with someone that has a certain amount. That's not what I'm exactly saying. But there are some with that kind of mindset that, that feel like if you can't provide them uh, with such and such and such, they'll just move on. And then they'll think of you as being like not worthy enough to be uh to be with them on that kind of in that kind of you know what i'm saying it, but that's that that doesn't uh, actually apply to everybody you know because not all women have that same kind of mindset so yes i have been in that space more on a personal level um but social media has uh made it impact on relationships period where if you're a man or a woman <laughs> you know and a lot of times the guys, you know, they want a certain kind of lady too. You know, they look at a, you know, they see all these ladies on the social media, you know, doing this and doing that, you know, and, and they want a certain particular type of woman that's in their head. Mm -hmm. But in reality, that's not the average woman. Right. Not every woman acts and behaves a certain way. You know, because not all couples are the way that we see them portrayed right. on social media. Right. In real life, uh, when we look at a lot of couples um, and they're posting all the pictures, going on the trips and taking all the wonderful photos together and stuff like that. When them cameras are off, they're totally different people. Right. <laughs> they are totally different people. And right. so we can't look at social media being the, the foundation 
to to uh for us to have a a a uh a perspective of what a marriage is just by looking at social media yeah i would definitely say um from from what you just said omar like social media has become the new romance novels for women <laughs> and, and and it's become the new playboy or maybe the new jet magazine beauty of the week for men because we we do look at these things on social media and we start to feed or build a fantasy of what we want or what we think think we want and then we project that on others uh we project it on our mates or we just project it on on uh future mates so you're right i totally agree it feeds a fantasy um when in reality you know we are just not we're not like that Right. It boils down to not being able to think for ourselves. I mean, you know, that the truth of the matter is there are a lot of men and women who are not mature enough to handle a relationship. And, and it is not simply about knowing all to do that's correct. No, it's about how you handle conflict, how you communicate, how, how much are you in control uh, of your emotions. Like a lot of times we make other folk responsible for how we feel. So so that so so the other person becomes what? Exhausted dealing with you because everything is about they need to feel a certain way and you're responsible for it. When no, we are all responsible for our own emotions and our own feelings. And when we take the approach of making others responsible for us feeling a certain way again that comes from social media it comes from reality television and it comes from uh even these romance novels that are based in something that could never really happen in real life you know we we, we teach sometimes women that a man if you've been heartbroken a man will come into your life restore you breathe new life make all things new that's God's job, not mine. And, and we're putting, again, the unrealistic expectation onto men sometimes to do these things. And when he can't, it's said that what? He's lacking or he's not who I thought he was. When the reality is, no, he could never meet a divine expectation because he's not God. But, but you know, we we... we you have even a lot of these relationship individuals who they play on the pain of women instead of speaking to male brokenness. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you cannot just speak to women. You cannot just uh, speak to the fairer sex because if you do that, it does nothing for the men they have to date. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we have to do more speaking to men for a number of reasons. Not because you're, you're just wrong. No, because you are the leader. And change starts at the top. So if we speak more to men and help us as men understand, you know what? Let me break some of these unhealthy trends that are in society. L let me speak about some of the falsehood that we see on reality television. Let me make sure that, that when I speak, 
and I have conversation with other men that helps us keep ourselves accountable because why? Iron sharpens iron. So the Bible says, so a man sharpens another man. Like on these shows that we do, you know, every month, we're sharpening each other because we all come from a different perspective. You know, yeah, we generally agree with each other, but we say different things. Are we piggyback and add to it? Because why? We're sharpening each other. And that's what we don't do enough of, you know, and even for women as well. Women have to stop allowing what they see on social media, on reality TV to shape how they think and to make them what? Emotional. Because these things play on the emotion of women. And if you get a person's emotions, you got them. That is why the enemy comes for your emotions to steal, kill, destroy by attacking your mind, your emotions, your feelings. If I get you to feel a certain way, then you would do what I want you to do. That's why we have to be responsible for our emotions and for our feelings. But, but we're not always mature enough. We don't want to have mature conversations. We're stuck talking about all women are this, all men are this. If you're over the age of 30 and still have a negative view of the opposite sex, smack yourself. Because at the end of the day, I mean, really, the, the, I mean, you, you got to shape your own views and realize that you make decisions as to who you let into your life. Yeah. And if you and if you have a habit of letting suspect folk into your life, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. Own that and decide to do what? Make a better choice. Yes. But when you say that to certain people, they're not mature enough to receive it. Because what they hear is, oh, it's my fault. No. There's responsibility and accountability. Everything that happens in your life, you have some accountability in it. Even when you're not responsible for it. And that's the conversation that we're not always mature enough to have because we always need someone else to blame. When the truth of the matter is this, and I'll end here, all of us have some changes to make and have some things to learn to be better individuals and to be more mature and especially emotionally mature. The, the quickest way to tell if you are emotionally mature enough to handle a relationship is to ask yourself this. Yeah, am, I, am I strongly bothered by something every day? Yeah. If you are, then you're not ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a subject that I want to bring up and um, it's regarding pretty much young adults. And with young adults, um, how do you think it reflects on them when it comes down to them entering into a relationship when they get older? How does it actually affect them? Or do you think that it affects them when they get older, how they view relationships, uh, their engagement, and how they interact with their future partners? You know, that's a great question, Omar. And I just thought about um, what you were saying, what AB was saying, what Greg was saying, is that in order for us to fix that, we have to restore some type of order. The Bible says, honor thy mother and father that your days may be long. 
when I see younger people talking about older people, there's a certain lack of respect for wisdom. There's a certain disdain because somebody didn't give them what they were looking for. And it leaks into relationships. You can hear it when women talk about men. They, they don't have respect for men. You can hear when men talk about women. They don't have respect for women. So my thing is this, we have to make sure that we guard our tongues and we elevate each other whenever possible. Just like we have God talk, there needs to be an ongoing conversation where other people can see gentlemen like ourselves who are intelligent, who can speak freely, who can actually talk about these topics. Because what happens is in media, you very rarely have situations like this. I think about it. When was the last time you had a nationally syndicated show where you had five brothers who came together who wanted to actually talk about topics like this. There are none. But if you think about women, you got people like Fox Soul where they drag out whatever topic they want to drag out. We as men have to make sure that we support our own media and to make sure that we get our message out there so we can rewrite this, rewrite the narrative that black men aren't XYZ or black men are not industrious, black men are not intelligent. You see what I'm saying? Those are the things that we have to support with our own hard-earned dollars. And until we do that, it's gonna be hard to rewrite those those narratives. And it's gonna be hard to set the order when it comes to dealing with relationships. There's a certain order when it comes to relationships. And if there's no respect for that order, then what's gonna happen is people are gonna continue to regurgitate the same dysfunction that they see on TV. You know what I mean? And I, I'll give you an example with, with, with um, Disney. When they get rid of, um, when Chadwick Boseman died, they're going to replace him with a another female, you know, uh, hero. Yes, we should have female, female heroes, but yet at the same time, why should we sacrifice a strong male character for a strong female character? How come we cannot have both? You see what I'm saying? Those are the small things that we have to guard against. We have to guard against that narrative that, yes, men can be replaced and this, that, and the other, when that's not the reality. Men are the foundation of the nation. And we need our women to also be to help us be the backbones and help us guide us to make sure that we're making the correct decision, to make sure we lead with our heart in times where we need to, and also make sure we temper our attitudes from time to time. Women can speak life to a man. And if that if that respect is there, then we can do great things. But if it's not, and we don't correct that narrative, what's going to happen is we're not going to we're not going to move forward. We're just going to go and have these circular arguments about who's better, who's not, who's worse, who cheats better. You know that type of thing. So my thing is this: we have to make sure that we practice what we preach every single day. We treat each other with respect every single day. And we also make sure we look to be of service to each other every single day because that's how you establish relationships with trust. You can't trust anybody if they haven't demonstrated uh, of trustworthiness with the most intimate you know, details of your, your being. You see what I'm saying? That type of thing. If I can trust you with certain things, then I can build a relationship with you. But if I can't trust you, then I can't build nothing with you. And so that's one of the things that we have to look at. We have to make sure that we... Uh, we demonstrate the goodness in each other because we all ultimately want to be the reflection of Christ and we want to make sure that we, we, we bring out the best in individuals and the best in people and also demonstrate the best of families and to build our communities and to reheal the nation. Those are some of the things that we have to do every single day. I do our part every single day to make sure that we make that a reality instead of just saying, oh, hey, that's just how society is. No, we are society. We shape it the way we see. We, we should see fit. And it's up to us to make sure that we're diligent every single day in making sure. Right. That. 
You know, one of the, um, uh, I think Pastor Greg wants to say something after you. Um, one of the things I, I've noticed, and this has been going on for a number of years, especially on like uh, social media. Uh, now we talk about like YouTube, for example. You have whole social media channels that's geared toward the hatred of black men. And there are also whole YouTube channels that's geared toward the hatred for black women. Like literally, literally. like for example, Tony Totemeyer, black women, Cynthia G, black men. You know, and every day I go to these channels and it's about a black man. You know, uh, this black man and, uh, you know, the weakness of black men and black men this and black men this and I'm just like, oh my God, every day, every episode, black men, black men, black men, black men, black men, never know nothing positive to say, you know, uh, definitely black men every day, <laughs> just about every episode, it's about dusty black men. Um, well, you know what it is. I you know what it is. Who are in great marriages, who are intelligent, who are going to school, who are getting degrees, eligible bachelors that are single, and who want to meet a great woman. <laughs> Same brothers who are actually going to church, you know. Uh, brothers that are really doing wonderful, just like there are wonderful women out there that are doing tremendous work in society, you know, going to wonderful organizations, devoting themselves to God and looking for a great man too. So this constant divide between black men and black women needs to stop. Now, when I look at other culture, I never see a whole YouTube channel down in white women. I never see a whole YouTube channel about white women down in white black. I mean, white men. I never see her Hispanic women down in his Hispanic black men. Even vice versa, Mexican, Italian, Asian. We are the only group that do this to each other and have more expectations from each other than any other race. And people will tell me, oh, my, no, that's just in your head. No, I'm not. I see this on social media, on Clubhouse, YouTube, Facebook. Well, There's a civil war between each of, between each of us. We got to unite. We got to do something in order to propel us forward in society. Because if we go in this, we're just going to keep pushing us back and back and back. Right. It, it, I agree. I mean, I think that it's it's all a part. Me personally, I think it's all a part of an agenda. Um, I was actually reading something earlier today uh, going back uh, to, I believe, the 60s and 70s where, um, you know, uh, where feminism had started. And um, what had happened was there were uh, the U.S. government had, um, you know, they had put out a lot of different programs um, to help the people that were less fortunate. And they really pushed them into uh, inner city communities, um, mainly you know, blacks and, and other people. And so what happened was um, a lot of time, so with them, you know, people, families received assistance, but there couldn't be, um, I believe it was males in the house or, or men in the house. And so what ended up, and I don't, I'm just paraphrasing, but um, as time went on, you know, it, it really became um, an, an issue, not just about, you know, well, I want this assistance, but now, you know, you, you have, 
uh, uh, people that, you know, especially women that are going out there making their own money, you know, they're doing really good things. And now they now the the mindset um, had shifted as well. And I believe that that's where uh, the problem uh, had started in that, you know, the whole, you know, I didn't need a man. Um, I don't need a man to do this. I don't need a man to do that. Um, and then for men, um, you know, really just uh, failing to, um, you know, really just come through on your responsibilities as a man. I believe the Bible is very clear. Um, it says that if a man can't manage his own house, how can he manage um, the house of God? And so many times we, uh, and, and I've experienced this, you know, we, I, I've had friends who, you know, they, they can preach the house down, they can do all of these things, but when it comes to their personal lives, they are broken and in shambles. Mm -hmm. But nobody has ever taken time to really uh, figure out what the problem is. There's always just like a lot of finger pointing, like it's their fault. Mm -hmm. It's their fault. You know, it's all men's fault. It's all women's fault. When in actuality, right. there's always three sides to a story. There's his yeah. side, her side, and the, the truth. And so you have to just make sure that whatever side you're leaning for, that is lining up with the truth. Um, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of men, um, instead, uh, I believe that one thing that we can do um, as far as taking accountability is not just, you know, look at, you know, what we did wrong or the part that we played, but we can also come to the table with some solutions. Right. Um, and I, and I, that's why I really, really like uh, conversations like this, because, you know, like Jared was saying, you know, you don't see um, a lot of this where black men come together um, and they talk about, you know, so, uh, uh, feasible solutions mm -hmm. um, that can be applied. A lot of times it's really just, um, you know, black men this versus black men over here, you know, light skin versus dark skin. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, really when you think about, um, you know, uh, what it says in the word, um, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Right. That's true. And so Jesus said that he was going to draw all men to him first in order for him to draw. They had to realize that there was a problem. They had to realize that they needed a savior. They had to realize that something in my life right now is not going on. This is it, it, not going right. And it's not anybody else's fault except mine. And so I believe that when we can really take accountability and seek those solutions, that really helps with better, uh, more feasible outcomes for us. Now, you talked about the welfare system, Doc, and I agree with you 100 percent, Gabe. But let's go back even further than that. Let's go back to 1619 when the slaves yeah. got here. Yeah. You know, black men especially have been dehumanized mm -hmm. since they got here. And if you and, and history proves this, any civilization. If you want to destroy the civilization, destroy who? The men. They have been beating and tearing down the men since we got here. And the first person they turned against us was who? The black woman. The black woman. How? They turned the black woman against us by making her believe that we would not protect her when the reality was we could not protect her because we're all in chains. And I, I just believe that sometimes that, that some of these slave men believe that if, if I act in accordance, maybe I'll see her again. Maybe I'll see my children again. We think that the solution is always, well, fight, act out. That's not always the solution. If you fight, you're going to die immediately. And my thing is, since we got here, 1619, we've been beat down, stripped, we've been dehumanized, and yes, black women have too, but they really came for the men because 
if I can get these men under control and these men to obey, then their women will fall right in line. Yeah. And what happened is you had certain women who believed that they were not protected. Therefore, they thought that they slowly but surely have a different view of black men that trickled down. Look at America now. America keeps these negative stats about black people, but black men in particular. They want to tell us about, you know, there are more black men in, in, in jail than college. That's not true. Mm -hmm. They're not counting men who have degrees, and they're not counting men over 25 years old who are in college. They're not counting men in graduate school, men who have a trade, but they ain't telling you that. You know what I'm saying? So now you have these false beliefs in the mind of our women. They're looking at us and, 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 and they're thinking the worst. Nobody ever talks about for the last 10 or 15 years. Do you know the fastest growing population in prison? It ain't black men. It's black women. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that. And I don't say that to, to call out. I'm saying that because we're not studying for ourselves to figure out what's true, what's not true. We're further allowing men to be what? Dehumanized. I was watching ESPN just the other week, and I watched that, that uh, what's her name? Um, I don't forgot her name. I know he's talking about the curly yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. She's always coming at all the black commentators on their take. And making them seem to say what they're not trying to say. And they cannot come back at her, but so hard. Because why? Lawsuit. If Correct. a man does not watch himself, how he comes, especially a black man, at a woman, he can be arrested. He can lose his job. Now he defame. can't feed the fame. Now he can't feed himself. Now he can't fend for himself. And we don't realize the position that we put black men under a lot. And I'm not trying to make it a, a case about, oh, black men have it worse. No, I'm just saying that we're never given an opportunity to talk about these sensitive subjects, these vulnerabilities. These things are impacting us inside of our families, marriages, relationships. It is. And we're mm -hmm. not giving an avenue to talk about these things because why? We're not even mature to have a conversation. That, that there's some women who don't want to hear that when this is the truth. You want a man to talk, but you don't want to hear his truth. The truth of the matter is a lot of women do not want to hear a black man speak. You want to hear what your thoughts in a masculine voice. Because if that man talks about what's really on his mind, you really don't want to hear it, especially if it's about you. Mm. Every honey can we talk conversation cannot be about what this man is not doing. And society breeds women to think that way. View what he's not doing and ignore everything else that he's doing. View, view what he's not doing, but never look at yourself and say, mm, am I being who I need to be? See, it's when man and woman can truly do what the Bible says. Let a man and woman examine himself. We can always see 
the, the speck in our neighbor's eye, but can't see the plank in our own. Because why? Because we are arrogant. We are arrogant and we and we are breeding a, a generation sometimes, no offense, of women who never believe that they can ever be guilty of doing something mm-hmm. that is not right. It's not always men. And, and it's not simply about, about cheating or infidelity. It's about being the man you want to be, need to be, being the woman you need to be. We talk so much about what men should do, how men should act, what how men should be the lead, how men should provide. This is true. But when do we when do we have the conversation about what the man also needs? What does that respect that the Bible talks about? What does that really look like? If Proverbs 31 and 11 says her husband's heart does safely trust in her, what does that mean? That means that a woman has to be, you know, the, the, the kind of woman who, as it says in uh, what is it, Proverbs 519, um, may, uh, let her breasts satisfy the always and may he be enraptured by her love. That means that that what she brings, the, the, the nurture and, and the feminine qualities that she brings creates such a tone and atmosphere that this man is comfortable enough to lay down his vulnerability, to, to, to tell you where he's hurting, to, to tell you where he's sensitive, to express what's on his mind with no fear of it being judged, it being rejected, or it being neglected. But we don't have the conversation about what men need on an intimate level. Men are not just visual. We're not. We're not just visual. If if men were not sensitive, God would not have made our bodies so hard and so masculine. We're built that way to 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 hide, not to hide it, but to protect it. You know what I'm saying? Like people assume. I'm I'm in here. People assume that mm-hmm. women have the deepest love to give. If that were true, then why does the Bible never tell a woman to love a man? The Bible says, "Husbands, love your wives." And, and to love her like I loved you at the church. There is no greater love than that. So that means that somewhere in every man is the ability, if he connects to it, to love this woman and give her something that reminds her of God. But that's not how we talk to men. We don't, we don't teach men that you have something special on the inside of you. You have something on the inside that is that is so burning, so yearning that if you if you connect to it and you give it to her, it paints a portrait of God on the canvas of her heart. But we don't tell men that. We don't teach men that because we want men to believe that they're always wrong. We want men to believe that even on these men that at the church, we talk down to men, but empower the women. What's that about? We, we build these men up. 
Tell a man what it means when the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That does not mean that your steps are perfect. It means that your steps are made firm. Meaning that whatever step you take, if it's a forward step, a side step, a back step, or a two step, your steps are firm enough that if you're wrong, I won't let you fall. Because why? Because I can do all things through Christ and correct my mistake and step forward. If God, if God had us to fall into our mess, then that would speak against who we really are. That that's why when the in the enemy came to, to Christ in the in the desert, he kept trying to say, throw yourself off and the angels to catch you. No. The scripture said, lest you fall. Mm -hmm. So the enemy tried to manipulate that. And that is what society does for us. It mm -hmm. makes us believe that we're going to fall when God told us, your steps are made firm in me. All right. Uh, let me just, you know, inject a little bit because we're going to be ending in a few minutes. Uh, so tonight we were talking about basically... Um, uh, Oh my goodness, my, my goodness. <laughs> How does modern television and social media uh, actually shape uh, our relationship, our perception that we have uh, in, within our relationships? And that's what we're pretty much talking tonight. So we got these brothers on here uh, to discuss this particular issue and how men and women uh, together and how we were act how we are actually being influenced by television, not necessarily of ourselves, but um, but as a people uh, and, and culturally, um, how does it actually impact those and especially your significant other uh, at the same time? And so uh, before we go, uh, I really would like to have uh, each and every single uh, one of you just to give like a minute, you know, or a minute or less, um, summarizing uh, the, the topic of discussion uh, from today and how we can combat, how we can combat uh, this particular topic and how uh, those who are single and those who are married, how they can actually combat not being influenced by television and media itself i'll go first um so that's what we really talked about tonight you know how tv and social media have impacted um you know the, the views and perceptions of love and relationships and um i will say that uh the first thing is first uh the way that we can combat this uh be don't be afraid to sit down and have tough conversations uh don't be afraid to ask questions you know um uh, the Bible is clear. It says, and all you're getting, get an understanding. You, you get an understanding by, you know, doing your research, doing your homework and asking questions about things that you don't understand. Um, last thing that I'll say here as well is uh, another way that you can combat that is really just before you uh, jump into, um, you know, looking at the world's view of what a, a healthy relationship looks like. Um, you know, now that you know that you're in a toxic environment, look at what the Bible says. Look at what God has to say um, about that situation. I believe that'll help to straighten up um, some perceptions and some misconceptions that we may have. I have to hop in real quick. Um, I'll do it less than a minute. Um, 
as the brothers was talking, I was just thinking last year I bought myself a bulldog. Um, and after I bought the bulldog, I started searching on the internet things about bulldogs. So what you think happened on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on YouTube, things kept popping up about bulldogs. I say that to say the algorithm doesn't lie. We have to take personal responsibility on the things we look at, whether it's on social media or whether it's on TV. Tell the television it may not be an algorithm, but it creates an algorithm in your mind. So if we don't take personal responsibility, personal accountability over the things that we watch, the things we go visit, um, the things we support, the things that we share and like, then we're going to continue to get bombarded by these these uh, influences that tear down relationships. These um, people that talk negative neg- negatively about black men or black women. We're going to continue to see these all, all these different podcasts that tears apart the black community and black relationships opposed to bring them bringing them together there's some positive stuff out there um there's some brothers right on on this broadcast that puts out some positive stuff but i can guarantee that they are not as supported as the negative things that we see that we see they're not uh as supported as the drama that that we like to watch and be entertained by so I think we need to just take the personal responsibility and start to view and support more of the things that we want to see and start to block off the things that we don't want to see. I'll go next. Um, one of the things that we probably need to be aware of is to search ourselves and to make sure that we seek therapy because a lot of times it's hard for us to see where we fall short, you know what I mean? Where we try to use uh, things to try to soothe a sore spot inside of our soul and inside of our hearts and to make sure that we make Christ a daily companion with you every single day to guide you to make the best decisions on how to deal with people and how to talk to people and to make sure that you're plugged in to what God and what Jesus has to say to make sure that you're on the right path because anytime you um, anytime that you do the right thing by others, nothing but right can come to you, even though sometimes they may not always do that. But at least you put that good that good service out there for other people to to gravitate to and be the example. You know what I mean? A lot of times we see bad things on TV, but sometimes the best example is a personal private example with our friendships, with our relationships with people we see every single day in passing. Always be kind to people, even if they can't serve you in some kind of way. So my 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 wrap up on this is just to make sure that you become the example that people need to see on a daily basis. Um first let me say I thoroughly enjoyed myself on this side on the show. Um and I'll say this, you know it's of everyone's benefit to make sure that you understand who you are in God and who you are as an individual. One of the biggest detriments we do to ourselves is not understanding who we are, uh, body, soul, and spirit. You know, we don't realize that our spirit is what God talks to. 
But so often we roam through life and we have these body experiences only. And that's what the enemy speaks to. And the enemy, if he gets your body, he'll get your soul. So when we come back to the full understanding as to who we are as individuals and learn how to address our own self-sabotage, and when we truly start uh, stepping outside of ourselves sometime and, and seeing things from a new perspective and, and realize that if, if our perspective and opinions uh, tend to be negative all the time, if I have a negative outlook on men or on women, I need to address that because until I do, I will always be shaped by social media. I will always uh, involve myself in the conversations on social media that I don't need to have with people who are negative. I will always watch shows that, that feed my emotion and not my intellect. And I will never grow as a person because I'm spending more time having body experiences as opposed to spirit experiences. And therefore my soul will forever be lost because I'm not doing anything to protect it. I love you guys with the love of the Lord and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you brothers for uh, this great uh, word and great discussion that uh, each and every single one of us uh, had here today. Uh, before we go, uh, this is Agape Love Network, learning to lead uh, with love, learning to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships. We are a magazine as well that shares stories about relationships, marriage, and singleness. So if you want to learn pretty much more about Agape Love Network, you can look on the ticker at www.agapelovenetwork.net. We also have our magazines that's also available as well for purchase. Just go to our website and you can download or you can also purchase a printed copy of Agape Love Network magazine. So before we go today, uh, we want to have each and every single one of you just uh, let everybody know where they can actually locate you. And pretty much that's it. <laughs> I, I can be found on um, Facebook, Gregory Devon. Um, you can hear me every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Sanctuary Podcast on Envision Radio. It's an app you can download. You can also go to the website, uh, envision-radio.com. And like the Sanctuary podcast page as well. I can be found um, on Facebook as well, uh, Gabe Abram. Um, and so uh, you can go ahead and just find me there. Um, every other Friday, I do uh, about 30 minutes of uh, just spending time in God's word, just giving you some scriptures that you can take home with you. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram um, at Gabe uh, underscore mustard. You can find me on Instagram. I'm oh, sorry about that, JB. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. JB. You can find me on Instagram. The name is right there, Ready for Relationship Consulting, or on Facebook under my name, AB Bracewell. Thanks for having me again, Omar. Great. My name is Jerry Barkley. You can find me on Facebook at Jerry Barkley. You can also find me on YouTube under Lost in Translation. All right. Well, I guess that's everybody. <laughs> you know, well, uh, thank you for each and every single one of you for actually being here again for another episode 
of Agape Love Network magazine for our discussion tonight. And we're looking forward to seeing you every Wednesday for our discussions. Uh, the guy talk is every first Wednesday of the month. Uh, woman talk is every fourth Wednesday of the month. And also we'll be having uh, other people who are guests that's going to tune in on the opposite Wednesday nights as well. Please tune in for that as well. Uh, we have a lot of things that's going to be coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, we're going to have our third issue of Agape Love Network magazine. That's going to be actually coming out in December. So please make your submissions. Send everything in. We're, we're looking for some new people. You know, especially for those of you who are on the panel, we want to highlight some brothers. I get, I get a lot of ladies. <laughs> I want to get I want to get some brothers to actually uh, be in this uh, next magazine because uh, we have some wonderful brothers out there that's just doing amazing things. You got any special projects, um, any particular content that you want to feature or advertise, please send them to Agape Love Network so we can uh, have you out there, okay? So uh, I really love this discussion. This was a, a very, very great topic. Please also look forward to uh, Woman Talk that's going to be coming up this uh, uh, fourth Wednesday of the month. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So brothers, uh, thank y'all for actually being here tonight. And we're going to see y'all on the next episode of Agape Love Network. All right, everybody. All right, y'all. God bless you. All right, y'all. Yeah.